Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour podcast. And yes, the rumours are true. We're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So don't waste any time. Grab your tickets today and come and watch me, Alfie and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie, though, isn't it? Yeah. HappyHourLive.co.uk. See you in May. In towards the edge of the six-yard box. Noble with a volley and Noble with a stunning goal. What a drive on the... I remember going to West Ham when I, when I finished at Arsenal and watching the game. Just thinking, I don't think I can play at this level. They're so good. Like yeah, you had Chris Cohen and right. they beat like Gillian nine nil or something. But um, yeah, signed and obviously I'm sitting here with you now, fucking 25 years later. Where did it all go wrong then? <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember, everywhere I go, I talk about West Ham. Mm. Like whether it's in the garage or it's in the in, in the shop or wherever. It's your life, isn't it? It's literally your life. Like there ain't a day in the last since I've been 11 I ain't spoke about West Ham, right? So I've never even really considered that. Like yeah. I, it's mad. That is mad. You are often at the top of the list whenever people write the best ever English players that never, never played for England. We've spoken about it before on on another bit that we did. But when we tweeted that you were coming on, a lot of people wanted to hear your opinion on this. How tense does the dressing room get? Like, does it ever boil over to scraps and that or not? Yeah, loads of times. Does it? Yeah, loads. Was there ever a time during West Ham where it looked like you was going to be moving for any reason? We've spoken quite a lot about the good times at West Ham, but I am intrigued to know what's the most painful memory you've ever had playing for the Hammers. The final ever game at the Bolin, we beat your mob actually, Stevie, 3-2. I can't even put into words how special that was to watch that as a fan. What was that like? What? What? Can you imagine? What? Can you imagine captaining the team you support in that game? Last but not least, um, I hope that in the last 18 years that I've done it proud. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jack Mates Happy Hour. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Jack Mates Happy Hour podcast. Stevie, I usually start the show by asking how you are, but you don't care. I don't give a shit, mate, today because I am sat opposite 
Mr. West Ham himself, my footballing hero is Mr. Mark Noble. Mark, how are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. I think people at home can hear the smile on my face to be sat opposite <laughs> I can you. see it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't miss that. <laughs> how are you? You've been retired for a little bit. I have. How's yeah, that treating yeah. been, you? Um, been on holiday with the family. Oh, go on. Where uh, you been? Uh, how long you got? As long uh, as you're here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I went, uh, I've been in Dubai, I've been in Dubai. In Boston, I've been Florida, Cyprus. Fucking hell, you've only been uh, retired about four months. Lake Como twice. <laughs> uh, well, I say Lake Como, I went Lake Como with a wife and then I went to Monza Grand Prix. I went to Scotland to play in a Dunhill Lynx golf. Uh, Mate, you're making up for, for lost I'm, I'm time there. There's others as well, but yeah, it's been amazing. What's been the best place? I went to Las Vegas with a wife. Love Las Vegas. I'm real. Um, What's your favourite casino there or hotel? The Win. The Win. Yeah, big that. That's where we stayed. It was the bollocks. Do you play poker? No roulette. That's our game as well. A Is man it? after my own heart. What's your numbers on roulette? Do you have a certain like numbers yeah. you stick? Go on. Yeah. Uh, four, and you, then you get sixteen, nineteen, twenty-two, twenty. The neighbours, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my dad's birthday. My shirt number. My wife's birthday, my son's birthday, um, eight, eleven, and thirty. Always do zero. Always cover zero. But I feel like if I miss zero out, like it's gonna come in. Yeah, and in America, they they kind of cheat you, don't they? Because they, they do like the double, double zero. Do, have you seen some places doing triple zero yeah, now? With like the the win sign on it. Yeah, I won't touch it. Won't go near them. I go thirteen, eight, black eight, thirteen, twenty-seven, thirty-six. You only do four numbers. I mix it up. I do them four all the time. Then I scatter the board with other ones. Yeah, yeah. There's a system to it. You're the luckiest person I've ever seen do I've, roulette. I've done very well on roulette. It's, but you did embarrass yourself in does Vegas. It, does, it, does it not scare you, though? What's that? As in, because I've, I've been lucky, like really lucky. Yeah. But it ain't like I want to go back and play. I'm too, like, if I, I can win four, say I won four spins in a row, right? Yeah. On the fifth win, I'm shitting myself. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, like, I could lose this spin. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Even though I'm four, four, four spins, it's weird. I'm good at, I'm quite good at walking away as well. Yeah, I'm all right at that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I enjoy it when I'm there, having a, having a laugh and you've had a few drinks, mm. but I'm not like, come back here, I need to play roulette. Yeah. It doesn't fuss me at all. Vegas, it, it can take your soul pretty quickly, yeah. can't it? Vegas. But anyway, we always start in the same way, Mark. We ask well, all of our guests, if you could put any item into the Happy Hour Hall of Fame, what would it be? Something that means something to you. Obviously, apart from being sentimental and saying family and all that shit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, my Harvard graduation certificate. Yes. Have you heard about this? No. You graduated from Harvard recently, didn't you? Talk us through that. How'd you get that? Uh, I got accepted onto the course and business of entertainment, media and sports. How long was the course? Six intense days on Harvard. I didn't even know that was a thing. No, I didn't know that was a thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, what does that mean then? Do you get... Do you get you spend literally, you do like 15 case studies on different uh, topics. Like we've done one on PSG. We've done one on when um, LeBron James uh, he's had his best mate, Maverick Carter, look after him um, and sacked his agent. Um, we done one on Facebook. We done one on Beyonce. It was all different apart across business, entertainment, media and sports. Yeah. 
But you had, we had people like uh, I don't know whether you are basketball fans, but Dirk Nowitzki on on the. No, I've had, I'm not. I'm not too clued up. He's, yeah, he's massive. He's right. from Germany, but he he played. Uh, we had the uh, uh, the general manager of the uh, San Antonio Spurs, like RC Burford. We had Tiffany Haddish. I don't know the, what, the actress. What these are all on the course with you? Yeah. Uh, you had the 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 chief exec. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, the managing director of Goldman Sachs and. Fucking hell. Yeah, mate. Was, uh, Clarence Seidoff was there. Fuck. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Jesus. So what is it you've got? You've got a what? A degree or what's it called? Uh, yeah, it's called a... You, you, you say it's like a... You could call it a degree in some... But degrees normally last years. But this is an intense course that the professor uh, has, has cut a niche out of the market where she has people on the course that have been successful in all different uh, entities. And... Mm. and um, you have to apply and then obviously they Harvard looks for it and goes right yes no yes no fuck yeah it was incredible you've been retired what like four five six months something like that I don't even and you've you've gone to Harvard got a degree that's (laughs) pretty mad and it was do you know what was amazing we um the first day I got there and you get put in small groups right Mm. uh like groups of eight and you, you you get up early and you go through the case studies you're doing that day and everyone's got I mean we're talking about People got a big brainier than me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But they've all done different stuff in their in their life. And on my in my group was uh, Linda Henry, so John Henry's wife who owns Liverpool. Right, she was on the call. She's right, the, she's the chief of the uh, Boston Globe, and uh, we was talking about football and Liverpool and how well they're done and all that stuff. And and then that that evening, we was having dinner after the the, the course, and she um she come over. She said, "Mark, do you want to come to the Red Sox?" Because obviously they, yeah. they at Fenway they own, own, the, they own yeah. the Red Sox, so I was like, "Yeah, all right, of course." So we went there. We, I was in sat in the owner's box with John Henry and 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 Linda. It was fucking it was hell. phenomenal, mate. Yeah. Mate, you don't slow down. No. You're doing loads. We're going to talk about your your kind of new role a bit towards the end of the show, but we were starting the same way. Fairly quick fire questions to get to know the man behind the footballer. Mark, we'll kick it off with this one. Typical question. If you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? You can bring the drinks in, by the way, Fee. Not a problem. Cut that, Katie. You talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't cut it now. <laughs> What's he on about? Fiona's just written on the st- screen so the <laughs> oh, drinks are here. <laughs> you did Thank just you. seem a bit mental for yeah. a second. Right? Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> Did you hear what coffee Mark ordered, by the way, before yeah, did we start? for a half and half? Oh, it was funny. You didn't have a clue what to do. Oh, you, were, you weren't genuine. Cool. Produ- no, producer Kate I was just... up there, so I couldn't see you. So I was like, that was a no, weird She request. said, what do you want, tea or coffee? I said, can, you, can I have a little bit of both? <laughs> Your like, face dropped. Like I was an alien. <laughs> if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what are you choosing and why? Do you know what? It's tough for me. I like all sorts of food. Since you've been retired, have you been able to eat a lot more shit that you wouldn't use? Do you know what? It, Mm, yeah, of course. I don't really give a shit anymore. But, <laughs> but you're looking in good shape, though, Matt. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm actually gonna say Italian. Italian? What pizza or pasta? No pasta. Ah, oh, see, proper footballer this, and it's still going. It's still quite still healthy. Go, still healthy. Yeah. I don't. No, I don't give a shit about that. Like <laughs> you just love pasta. But I just, I just love like different pastas. Yeah, with the sauces and all that. Spaghetti, carbonara, the shells. The tubes, what are you going for? Uh, I'm going for penary batter all day long. Do you know what that is, Stevie? 
I know nothing about pasta. No, neither do I. It's like tomato and chili sauce with like, you can have prawns, chicken and all that. Like, Ooh. listen, I could say, but that's what I eat most. So yeah. I could... It gives me? you a good variety as well. You're not just bland exactly. on the same mm, thing exactly. constantly. I, like, I love sushi, but if I went and had sushi every day, it's like the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I can't do sushi, even if you pay me a million pounds. That's what? a lie. Is it? You'd yeah. do it for If a I paid you a million quid, you'd eat sushi. You got a million quid on you? Not on me, but... <laughs> <laughs> What's the greatest TV show of all time? I love, I absolutely love the business. Oh yeah, what the the is there's a movie in that though. It's a movie yeah. with Danny Dyer. Yeah, that's a good answer. That have you never seen it? I have seen it. I've not seen Mate, it since I was about is, fifteen though. It's genius. It's, I'm going to make myself look an idiot. Is Ray Winston in yes. that? Yeah. Okay. I have seen uh, no, uh, it is the DVD covers him in a swimming pool, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 It's, the, it's the nuts. The business. Like it. Okay, if you had to get a tattoo right now, what would you get and why? Have you got any tats? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Well, you got like kids' names and stuff. Yeah, all that shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the vibe, Mark. Second can't time. Stand. <laughs> can't uh, stand this No, no, no. I'd, I've got, I, I would, uh, if I was going to get a tattoo, what would I get? I'd probably... Do you have any West Ham tattoos? No. Uh, do you know what I've got? I've got the... Here, where the armband used to go, yeah, obviously until Deck took it. Um, <laughs> I've got uh, the the dates of the last ever game at the bowling, decent. The first ever game at the new stadium, and um, my my uh, number sixteen. That's quality. That because I captained both games. Yeah. That's quality. It's got to be such an honour. That isn't it? yeah, it is. We've got a bit about that later. Uh, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, what, what? Hang on. Why sixteen, Mark? I don't think I've ever seen that answered. Um, John Monker. Oh yeah, love John Monker. Decent. When I was in the crowd as a kid, and you see him pull the lino shorts down and come on and get a yellow card after about three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just loved him. That kind of era was like my first memories of West Ham. I think me as well. Yeah, yeah. Was it? And yeah, how old are you? 35. 35. I'm 29, so it's fairly similar. Yeah, I mean, like, when I say for, I mean, proper memories, you know, right. of going to the stadium and uh, and, and seeing, like, Monks and De Canio and... Was that, that's like Hayden Mullins' era? Mm. Or was he come a bit later? Bit later. Yeah. Shaq at his lot? Shaq, yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. If the people closest to you had to describe you in three words, what would they choose? Loyal. Control freak. Is that two words? No, you that, can have that, it. You can have yeah. it. We allow it. Uh, control freak and uh, how would you say like active like non-stop driven yeah there you go driven. relentless relentless yeah. that's the name of Eddie Hearn's autobiography mm. thought it was decent we'll yeah. get on to autobiographies later won't we I, I hope so <laughs> that's why you're here <laughs> which one app do you have on your phone that's the most unusual you play footsie with me there. yeah sorry that's alright <laughs> uh, I've actually got my phone I don't even know you got two phones yeah Got a work phone now, mate. Oh, yeah. Oh, have you only just now got an, onto the second phone? Yeah, no, I've never had two phones. Too much egg. Don't even need two phones. I've, got, I've been with Carly since I was 14. It's the last thing I need. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do they have the same wallpaper? I'll tell you. Go on. I'll tell you a strange one here. Go on. I've got a... It's called Navionics. Right, let me guess what that is. What do you think that is, Stevie? Navionics. It feels like a navigation... If, a lot thing. of people have been answering this saying it's the one where you can see where the planes are going. No? No. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It is uh, 
It's like kind of like a ways when you're on a boat. <laughs> Is there, is there much boat traffic? What? Is there much boat traffic when you're... Uh, well, I spent a month in Florida in the summer and I've been going there for like 10 years now. And uh, every time I go there, I love fishing, right? Yeah. I love fishing, especially sea fishing there. Um, and when we hire a speedboat, me, Carly and the two kids, and we catch sharks and all that, right? You've caught a shark? I'll show you a picture. On in a, a speedboat. Yeah. <laughs> like, this sounds like a scene from the Inbetweeners. <laughs> show you. I'm going to show you now because you think you're trying to take the piss out of me. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, I think naturally your brain goes like, wait, why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? No <laughs> Come way! Funny you say that. <laughs> um, so, but in, in Florida, in the, in the flats, you've got to be really careful because it goes from like eight foot to like a foot. And then next minute, your engine's just in the fucking sand. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah, shallow. And yeah, it's dangerous. So I downloaded this app, right? It took me about, I don't know, an hour to download while I was out at sea because there was no reception. Mm -hmm. And when it when I finally downloaded it, I did not have a fucking clue how to work. <laughs> I thought it was actually going to be like ways, like, go, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah, here's one for you. All right, we're going to have a look at these pictures. No, just yeah. caught a shark. I don't know where to put my expectations before I see the photo. I'm anticipating like like Jaws. Yeah, a big boy. Oh yeah, that is a that is a fucking massive. What the what? I didn't expect that. That's <laughs> a proper shark. You, you've caught that. Yeah. What do you do with it? I show you. I show you actually boat. I caught it on as well. Look at this. Um, so what we're looking at is well, like, how would you describe that, Stevie? It's a Two hundred and fifty pound bull shark. That's good. And that that was the front of the boat. Look how small it is. Fucking hell. Hey, I look. That is insane. Jesus Christ. That was the greatest experience. That's what? quite a lot heavier than me. And I'm a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> but did you, what, did you, did, you didn't get it up on the boat. No, it's impossible. You can't grab, grab, get that thing on a boat. Mate, I was taking the piss, but that's actually shut me up a little bit. Because that is a that is a proper... It's like a genuine shark. Proper shark. And that was about, I swear to you, that was, that was about 100 metres from the beach. You wouldn't uh, want to swim there, though, after seeing that, would you? Nah, are they, do, do they get a bit... Do, well, I don't even know what I want to... How, how hard was that to reel that in? Or you... It took about an hour and a half, because it was the... quite, on quite light tackle. So... Hour and a half? Um, and do you know what? I I had one. Yeah. It took me that, and then, look, that's my little boy. He's, he's 12. He had a... a it was, his one was about £150. Fuck. Same bull shark. They're, they're actual sharks to all the listeners out there who can't see this. They are actual, <laughs> actual sharks. How old's your boy, Mark? 12. 12, and he's, he's catching sharks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went fishing once and didn't catch a single thing in about four hours. Yeah, and then really, uh, yeah. what fishing did you go, though? Uh, somewhere, my dad took me somewhere outside of Lower Stoft. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, really? Yeah. Well, I've been like Ipswich Way. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, he lives in Lower Stoft. Yeah, Stoft, yeah Stoft Way. Stoft yeah, Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, this is what, I'll show you this just quick. I know I'm wasting your time here, but. What do you use to catch a shark? Okay. Uh, it was called, it's called a uh, ladyfish. Oh. Live. Were you specifically trying to catch sharks? Yeah. Oh, you went out there to do it? Yeah. I thought you was out there to catch fish and then you've just got a massive shark. No, no, no. no. I'll, I'll go out with <clears throat> just me, the wife and the two kids, right? Yeah. And we catch, obviously I'm catching sharks about, about that size on our own. Right. But, to catch them monsters, you need the proper gear, 
which I've got, but is with the kids on the on the boat. About five, about six years ago, I was on the boat and we was trying to catch baby sharks, and I hooked something that I didn't know was for about two hours, but I only had really light tackle. So I always drive the boat, yeah, and then so I've hooked this. It's screaming off and it's taking all my line. So I've said to Carly, "You need to fucking drive the boat here because we needed to follow it." And we followed it for two and a half hours and then it was like, it was a massive nurse shark, but they're not a dangerous shark. Oh, they're not, no. But they're big. So do you know what I mean? what about that one you showed us? A bull shark, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that will attack you, that. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 no, they're the most aggressive. I think they're one of the most aggressive sharks in the sea. Fuck. They just attack anything. So you get it on the reel and then what are you doing? You're just letting it swim by the boat. It won't bite your boat then? Uh, no. Uh, no. I you don't, don't sound too confident. I'd want to be really confident. <laughs> no, you would, no. So that exact part of the water that I was, well, I called that, we called them biggins in, right? Yeah. We was there the day before and our friends were up in Orlando and they come, because they see us on Carly's Instagram catching sharks like that, right? They was like, uh, oh, we're going to come down. We've got a day shark fish. I went, all right, sweet. No problem. Because you dolphin, you can see dolphins behind a boat and all It's brilliant. Yeah. So Jeff, who's actually a real top accomplished writer for ITV and he's done, uh, TV shows and everything he's mm. won BAFTAs and shit he was like I'm going swimming I went Jeff you're not going fucking swimming in mate he was like these little sharks ain't going to do land they, 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 they'll be scared I went Jeff there's big sharks here Yeah. and then the following day I caught that Fucking in that hell. in that exact same area, yeah. Do you reckon we would would ever see like a TV show where you go you go fishing? I think Bobby Zamora did something recently. He didn't did, he? yeah, yeah. Would we ever see you do something like that? Um, I I love fishing. Mm. So and Ali, who he does the show with, has asked me, but I just haven't had time. Yeah. Um, but we've fished together before, loads of times. Yeah. That's unreal. That fucking hell. Fair play. I didn't expect that conversation from what's the weirdest app on your phone. Yeah, we just spent ten minutes on sharks. So we better. <laughs> hurry yeah, up. true. <laughs> okay, which two footballers would you choose to go on a night out with? Robert Snodgrass. Ah, oh, decent. Have you met him? No, I was, I was trying to get him on here. I was chatting to him on he's Instagram. A, he's genius. Would he be funny on a podcast? I'd be unreal. He's brilliant. Right, uh, Snods and... Uh, as a twosome, I'd say Snods and Aaron Cresswell. Ah, oh, I was filming with Aaron last week. What was you doing? It's one of them snack calls for West Ham. Was you? Yeah, we did a Valentine's Day one. So pre-film, pre-film them, and um, it was uh, Alphonse and um, Ogbonna, and they had to pick Valentine's dishes that they cook for their missus at home. So Alphonse has got like this prawn pasta. Ogbonna's gone for something similar to that. I can't remember lobster, and uh, Cresswell's got beans on toast. Yeah, <laughs> typical. <laughs> typical. Yeah, we've had us three in the past. We had a. Uh, We've had some laughs, and um, it's relent. When we're when we're together, it's relentless. It's just like nonstop. Like let's say the three of us, me and you, would be hammering him. Yeah. And then within like five seconds, I'm getting it now. Do you know what <laughs> right. It's just nonstop. You, you'd quite like that because just on this podcast, that's, it's me and Robbie against you. The whole that's time. all I get anyway. Yeah. yeah. Where these guys are fair, they spread it out. <laughs> Last question before we move into your 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 life story, Mark. Who is your hero? You're a lot of people's heroes. Who's your hero? Uh, who's my hero? <sighs> Footballing or in life? Whatever you want. The old man. Yeah, great shout. Yeah, it's all, it's, I mean, not everyone, but for me, it's the old man. Yeah. yeah. And then what, go on then, what about the other side, the f- footballing side? Uh, do you know what? I say it to everyone because I get asked it all the time and it, it breaks my heart to say it. 
because I know I'm going to get a text or a phone call at some point saying he actually believes this person believes that do you know me and my wife have been we've been together since we was 14 yeah right? and we're from East London both of us yeah this person I'm going to say in a minute believes that Carly had photos of him up on her wall when he was a West Ham player who and do you think it is I don't know I don't want to I don't want to offend and say someone who's like super old or something um, Joe Cole Joe Cole yeah Joe Cole mm. and is that not true <laughs> <laughs> How would you feel if it was true? I wouldn't care, it's Joe, in it. I don't <laughs> so, what are you saying? That's your football? Era? Yeah, only because when I come through the academy and he was like the fucking boy wonder, do you mm. know what I mean? Like, I used to love him. And then he obviously moved off. Um, yeah, got relegated with the club and fucked off. And then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he killed me for that. Uh, uh, and then when he come back, they, I, 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 I sort of knew him a little bit because um, we had the same agent and stuff. And um, and then he come back to the club as a player. Obviously, when he when he left Liverpool in twenty thirteen, I think. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. And and he was he he was next to me in the in the changing room. And do you know like people say when I say a hero, I, I loved him. Like do you know what I mean? And mm. then you say I oh, I was hoping. And when he come back, he was just fucking genius, mate. Quality. Just, yeah, I loved him. Quality. Yeah, he got on like a house on fire and... Um, he was the first player I ever had on the back of my like replica yeah. shirt. I, 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 sat, I don't know whether it's in the book or whether I put it in my book, but I sat next to him once at a, reserve, uh, a, a FA Youth Cup game and he was already in the first team. He was a superstar at the time. Mm. And uh, I remember there was a number player, there was a player, number 10 for Middlesbrough that was playing and he was, he was running the game. And I said to Joe, and I was just like, you know, like a little cheeky fucking 12 year old or whatever. I went, oh my God, he, he's unreal, that player there. And Joe looked around and went, you wouldn't get near me if I was playing. And I was like, mate, that's the confidence I need. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That yeah. was that. that and uh, yeah, it's just brilliant. Quality, we'll get him on one day for sure. <laughs> Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Mark, your books, uh, this is going out next week, so your book's out now at the time of... Tomorrow, people... I think. Yeah, it's going out next week, so... So it's out now, yeah. Out now. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called uh, Bowling Boy. Where can people go and get that first? We're going to be chatting through it now, but where can people uh, go I've, and get... Uh, do you know what? You can... I think you can order it online. I think you can get on the, uh, the club. You WH Smiths, I think. Uh, all different places, I think. I had a skim read of it yesterday. I only got it sent yesterday, otherwise I would have read it, Mark. I promise you that. Well, ben Shepard read it. All last night. Did it? So he's running up on you. Jack didn't even tell me he had it, so... I should have sent it to you, should yeah, I? Yeah, you did this about a film on a, with a guest recently as well. Yeah, but... So I, what's that say about you, Jack? That I... Because... Got, what, I, what does it say about me, Mark? Break my fucking heart, go no, on. I'm just saying, but obviously Ben <laughs> Shepard read it last night when he got it, and you never... Mm. Does Ben write his own questions? I'll leave that there. Uh, you Does he have a tick? You'll have to take that up with him. I, I'm, just I, say, I'm just saying, like... <laughs> 
you know what I mean? <laughs> did he actually read it or did oh, people did he... tell him enough yeah. information? See, I'm, I'm very honest here, Mark. I'm right. so, I'm so, so what did you think anyway? I really liked it. Yeah. I, when I say I skim read it, I did skim read it. But yeah. we've got a few questions from it okay. now. And I've got to give a shout out to my mate Gio from Hammers Chat because he has read it from back to front and he was giving me a bit of some, some questions to hit you with today. Okay. So, Shout out to Gio. So you didn't write your own questions. I did write my own questions. <laughs> just cross yourself up. <laughs> you just tried to call out Ben Shepard. Ben Shepard wrote my questions for me. Right. Mark, in your book's opening paragraph, yeah. you say you've had claret and blue blood running through your veins your whole life. How so? Tell us a bit about your family and, and your, your earliest memory for West Ham. My whole family were West Ham fans. I, I was born at Newham Gem Rossville, which you know is a pitching wedge away from the, the stadium. Hmm. And then it was Christmas and birthdays. You used to get the home and away kit, didn't you? Yeah. You know, that was the way it was. Yeah. And primary school then, you used to be able to, I don't know if you still do now, but my kids didn't, but you used to be able to wear whatever you want to school. So I was like a West Ham kit every day. Like, I don't think I ever had that. I don't think I was ever allowed. You wore uniform? I think so, yeah. Yeah, no, we was allowed to wear our own clothes. Was so, it a bit of rough school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it went great. <laughs> um, yeah, and then yeah, and then uh, it just—I just loved it. I just uh, and my mates were West Ham. There was no choice, really. But you, yeah. you, were, you started at Arsenal's academy, didn't you? Yeah. How do you go from like being a kid? Because that was young as well, wasn't it? Eleven or something when yeah, you were younger. Younger. I signed for West Ham at eleven. Yeah. So how do you go from being a kid on the street to someone in the academy? That's something that's always baffled me. I tell you exactly what happened. Mm. I used to live in, in Plasto and we had a, a playing field behind our house, like I say in, in there, and, and I used to be on, on, the, on the field all the, all the time playing football. And then my mate's dad come over and he was like, and he said to my dad, he said, fuck it. And my dad knew I was pretty good, but I was like young, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he said, uh, no, you got, it, why don't you take him training for a club? He's He's good. So... He rang a geezer at uh, a club called Barking Colts and they said, look, we've, we're full up. We've got, we're, but just bring him over. He can train and see how he is. And then after the first training session, the coach went, no, can we sign him? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that was that was it. And then... Um, Did you know you were good at this point or were really, you just I a just kid? I just like, in the field. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, I remember I, the best the best thing about this field was it was like a play, Cumberland playing field, it was called. Mm. And when they used to cut the grass, you know they leave the, the dead grass on there mm-hmm. and we used to build a pitch out of the dead grass you know like the lions oh yeah that was that was it was once a week it was great that's smart yeah. never thought of that like, like a little five a side pitch yeah you know I mean? that's Obviously, decent it never stopped the ball it just run straight over it but we had our own pitch yeah um yeah and then barking colts and then within about i think very quickly i was scouted by different clubs um and arsenal and it was like a different level of football you know like i was went from sunday league to playing at arsenal did you realise um, at this point how big that was then? Yeah. Yeah, when mm. I, I remember first going and thinking the standard's so good here. Mm. Um, and I adjusted pretty quickly and uh, I, I actually really enjoyed it there. Um, and and they, they looked after us. But my dad would struggle to get me from East London to North London at four o'clock in the afternoon yeah. for training for, for five. It was just, we was late mm. and it, it wasn't fair. Um, and obviously I was a massive West Ham fan and um, they was after me for ages and um, what a feeling that must be as a kid yeah yeah it was and then I remember I remember going to West Ham when I when I finished at Arsenal and watching a game just thinking 
I don't think I can play at this level. They're so good. And yeah. You had Chris Cohen and right. they beat like Gillingham 9 0 or something. But um, yeah, signed and obviously I'm sitting here with you now fucking 25 years later. Where did it all go wrong then? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. What a disaster. <laughs> uh, you, I tell you what, you hear a lot of stories about like parents like driving their kids who are in academies like so far. They're really the un- unsung heroes in that, aren't they? Like, Jack, honestly, mate, mm. it is. And I say it to you now, as a parent, mm. not as a player anymore, it is brutal at times, mate. Is it, yeah? Like, yeah. Like the other day, I drove, we had a, uh, my boy had a game at Norwich. You, you just sit in the car for like, depending on traffic, it's two and a half, three hours there. Yeah, that's where um, we're from, yeah. You, you stand in, we, I stood in the rain for an hour and a half, um, got soaked, got back in the car, drove home, you know, like, it's like, that's like six hours on your Sunday morning. And then what happens is you do that, parents do that up until, well, whenever really, but some, some, some of Lenny's team have been there since they were seven years of age. Right. If you look at the stats, someone went through them with me a couple of hours ago and said it's 0.0001% of grassroots players playing the Premier League. <laughs> that's not even, that's like, it's ridiculous. So, at the age of 16 they're likely in them numbers to be let go so parents have done hundreds of thousands of miles give up their weekends for their most of their life for nothing really and I, and I know that, that you you have that glimmer of hope of your son making it of course everyone mm-hmm. has that but in reality it's, it is a real real glimmer so is is that at sixteen where it's like this is this sixteen is the time. you leave school, didn't you? And it's yeah. like whether you're going, you you're getting a job as a football player or you you're not just another job. So like this Sunday, I was playing in Norwich as well, pissing down the rain, when it, hammering it down. I was playing centre midfield now as well. I had a good, I put a good shift in, couple yeah. assists. Number sixteen or not? No, I, I'm number three or something. I didn't get a choice. I'm late to the to the okay, team. Right. So are you telling me now officially, Mark, that at twenty nine, I'm I ain't got a chance? Uh, I think it's probably gone now. Right. Uh, I think it, w- w- in your case, it was probably gone at like. <laughs> I never had it. I never, I never had it to lose. Uh, you say in your book that like we, it's it's not a very well kept secret that you used to sneak into Upton Park and stuff like that and get your mates in. I love the bit as well. About, I paid them back though for that now, and I right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something I didn't know uh, was that you and your mates went to Upton Park to watch and play Millwall. Which springs to mind images from Green Street. Yeah, no, no, because you know, like as a kid, you're fascinated with everything that goes on at football, aren't you? And, yeah. and it ain't like now where we used to go, like my mates, we used to go as on our own. Like, I'd, me old man would go to the pub and we'd just, like, I'd say, oh, Dad, I see you like in the, in the ground or whatever, because when we was young, we was in the West Ham Academy, you all thought you like, you was part of the club firm. do you know what I mean the yeah. firm not, or... not as much the firm but you was like we knew the the, the, the staff and that so well like, you are though aren't you don't well, kind of yeah. yeah but like you got to remember Upton Park like, like it was family friends that worked on a gate and right. like, so like, do you know what I mean yeah. we was there every week so they knew who we was and I, I had a mate Nicky um, that played in the academy with me he was a raving lunatic like absolute he was mad um, what off the field or on the field both right um, <laughs> okay but he uh, he didn't give a shit mate he just like he was so loud and outgoing everyone loved him so 
we just used to do what we wanted really mm. as soon as we was in the ground um <laughs> uh, yeah and 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 we was playing and you get there and the atmosphere is unreal and then you've like you got all this fucking west ham fans there and you're like god this is unreal this and then all of a sudden you think like I'm shitting myself here because <laughs> like, no, well. it used to be rough, like yeah, really yeah. rough, yeah. didn't it? Um, yeah, and then um, the, the reality was that we was only kids. And if there was a Green Street free, could we ever see you turn your hand to acting? No, I think you'd probably need someone like. Uh, I think probably you think of it now with with. Danny Dyer and Jared Bowen in there. It might be a good... You know what I mean? Jared in it? But he's just, isn't he from like Somerset or somewhere? Yeah, but the geezer that played in green shoots from America, isn't he? Yeah, one of them is, yeah. yeah he, <laughs> <laughs> Where's Charlie Hunnam from? He's from Manchester, but he puts on that weird Cockney accent, Yeah, he? so if he can do yeah. it. Have you seen, you've seen Green Street? Yeah. Are you in it? No, I don't think so, am I? Don't know, it might have been a bit before your time. I don't think I am, no. I'd love to see you, <laughs> you in Green Street. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but you like that. It was it was fascinating as kids back then. Yeah, you, like with all the ICF and all that mm. stuff. You know what I mean? city fan, that yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure if much of that still goes on. Does it? I think it's too, there's too many cameras now, and there? there's too much police and just, just uh, yeah. Right. So you're in at West Ham. You you're you're making your way through the ranks. You mentioned in your book which fascinates me as a lifelong West Ham fan, you got to see, or you got to train with Di Canio. Yeah. What was he like? Because he was my first love, I think. Him and Joe Cole, my first. Yeah. But I remember going, to, the same what I just told you about the ground, it was a Saturday afternoon, it was Saturday morning, and me and my mate Nicky was like, oh, let's go to Chabalif and have a kickabout. Mm. I mean, like, that was the first team training facility at the time. If someone done it at the Rush Green now, the under under 14s, they would be let in, I don't think. Yeah. Like just health and safety reasons, you right. know what I mean? So we went there and Pete, who's still there now, the kit man, he gave us a ball and we was on the on the grass just having a kick about and like doing volleys and shots at each other. And then we was obviously pretty good and, and Paolo was there with his trainer. And it, the, the first team had a day off and he was in and he just come over and had a kick about with us. Fuck. And he was like, like in his broken Italian oh, your technique is so good and, and all that and then the strangest thing Jack is he played in my testimonial mate like, yeah I was there yeah you know, like it yeah. was so surreal yeah to have that memory of Paolo having to kick about with me, me as a 13, 14 year old to then him coming back and playing in my testimonial like it's just that's nuts mad. that yeah, isn't it mad. what a day that was by the way yeah phenomenal <laughs> I love that. It was Adrian that ran the whole length of the pitch. For the yeah, and I say it now, I say because like West Ham fans have enough stress mm. over the years watching us, right? Mm. Like every, I, I'm a West Ham fan now, and I watch yeah. the games, and I'm stressed. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. like, so to to, I wanted the testimonial to be just fun, and yeah. so everyone could have a laugh. And I mean, I didn't know Adrian was going to do that. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know who was his bodyguard at the time, but the fans loved that sort of stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And and Adrian loved that. So Dean Ashton with an overhead kick. I know. Like who would have thought that? <laughs> and my mate, my mate, my mate coming on and saving three penalties in the penalty shooter. I'm like, mate, the fans want to see goals. What are you doing? <laughs> Dive the other way. <laughs> but we'd been on holiday a few years before with Chrissy Cohen, who played, and 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 my mates are relentless. They just hammer you. Do you know mm. what I mean? And um, and it made his life that he saved Chrissy's pen. I bet it made his life. I bet that was such a fucking fun day. That I went with loads of mates. Like it was, it was. I went but with my old Jack, man as fun, well. I don't know whether I say it in there, but mm. funny because 
uh, the, the, the goalkeeper I'm talking about, Robert, He's fucking off his head, mate, right? He's, we used to go primary school together. He's, he's off his head. He thinks every goal is shit apart from him. And he's like <laughs> okay. five foot seven, right? What level's he playing at, then? Sunday League. <laughs> like Sunday League. I thought you were talking about some academy player no, 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 or something. Mate, Sunday League. That, that is it, right? And we'd sit at my kitchen table, we'd be watching football, and they'd go, he's fucking terrible, no. I'm like, oh, he's like... It'd be like a Premier League goalie. Yeah. Right? I'm like, mate, he ain't terrible, is he? He's playing in the Prem. Like, what have you done? He's like, I'm telling you now, I would have saved that. Oh. Right? No, no, same as, as everyone does. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so we was out, it was actually on my honeymoon. I went for a week in Dubai, then I went to the Maldives, and my mates and their, their and their wives were, were with us in Dubai for like five or six days. And we're sitting around the pool, and I, like, I've had years of this guy. He played for my school teams mm. and everything, right? And he goes. And we're sitting there one afternoon in, around the pool and he's talking about goalies and he's like, but he's fucking terrible. <laughs> and I went, I've had enough of you. So our goalkeeper coach from West Ham was in Dubai at the time. And he's now, it, it, Marge, he's now the England goalkeeper coach right. under Gareth Southgate. He was with Big Sam. So I knew he was out there with his wife. So I rang Marge, I said, Marge, fancy a night out tonight? We're going Mahiki. Fancy, I'm with the boys. And um, he's like, yeah, all right, sweet. No, so I'll come. So... We had a night out and my mate drove him fucking mad about goalies for like five hours. You know, like we're all having a good time. You could see him just chewing his ear off. So Marge has had enough and gone, when we're at the end of the season, I want you to come in. I want you to come in and I'll give you a session and we'll see how good you are. No. Right? So true to his word, the end of the season, we were safe. It was all sweet. So Marge went, tell, tell your mate to come in. Jack, right? He turned up, looked like a bag of shit. <laughs> Walked in, got changed, mm. went out. Obviously, the players train and the goalies do their own session and we get together after for a game or whatever. Mm. Anyway, so the two our two goalies come over. We've had a 5-0. So I've got all my all the boys, Kev Nolan, Matty Taylor and all them said, right, come on, my mate's in goal here. Let's go and do some shooting. Jack, I swear to you, mate. He, it was, the ball was hitting the net before he even reacted to that. <laughs> right? And he was so far off the pace, it was a joke. And Marge, Marge, Marge fucking strikes it. Like, he's got a, such a hard, like, for, for the goalies. Yeah, yeah. We got in the car after, and um, I could see, he rang his dad. And do you know when you've been, uh, been to the gym and you hold it up and your arms like that? Shaking, his arm, yeah. the fatigue in his arm was sh- he couldn't hold the phone still right? and, it, and I swear to you he looked around at me and he went I'd never slag off a goal like <laughs> Jack, two weeks later he's back at he's it, back at it. Well, that's Fuck incredible sake. Fuck, I think we've all been a bit guilty of like being armchair fans at yeah. home and that but that's next but level that, that, yeah, but I just needed to show him the, yeah. the level that he's so far off it yeah. it's like me playing against the PGA Tour or, or, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like a top ten in the world. Right, it's just that's a quality. That's quality. It's a shame story. it didn't work though. <laughs> Mark, you were one of Europe's like longest serving sort of one man, one club man, and uh, you've been with Carly, your now wife, for like since you were fourteen, as you say. So when you say in in, in the uh, get to know section about being loyal, I think that's the most perfect word. Like you're the most lo- loyal player West Ham have ever ever had. Quick, hard question. Was there ever a time during West Ham where it looked like you was going to be moving for any reason? Um, 
There was. When I say moving, there was times where I'd, my agent had rang me and said, look, there's a lot of interest here. And when my contract was running down and, um, and then Jack, when we got, when we got relegated under Avram and uh, we went down to the championship and it was a tough time for me because I knew I, I knew I wanted to be a Premier League player, of mm. course, and you want to play in the Premier League, every player does. Um, and then I was sitting at home and uh, obviously my phone was ringing saying, like, what do you want to do and, and all that. And then Big Sam got the job and and I thought to myself... Like, I've been at this club since I was 11 years of age and uh, we've been, I say it's stuck by me and um, I just thought, fuck it, like, I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere and I'm going to do everything I can to get this club back to the Premier League because I feel like I owe them that. Um, and then after that, mate, when you're playing for West Ham week in, week out and you're playing Premier League football, Really, unless a top two, a top three club, top four club, come in and pay big money for you, where mm. the, you don't go anywhere else, and that's the truth. Look at the size of the club. You know what I mean? You don't. Mm. Um, and I think, I think everyone knew my feelings and my situation for the club. Um, could I have gone at times gone elsewhere and earned more money of course I could because you earn money from moves and all that but wasn't there interest from Liverpool at some point yeah yeah that our actually goalkeeper coach told me that um, who was at Liverpool with at the time Xavi yeah and he said we spoke about you lot in meetings and um, obviously that never materialised but uh, when I look back now Jack and I think when I see up the send off I got mm. and the loyalty I've shown to the club and um, the history I've created, I don't care about myself, but for my for my kids and for their kids and for their kids is um, an extra few grand a week doesn't doesn't compare to that. That's a great answer. That that's a great answer. We're going to hit you with a harder one there, Mark. If if there was a situation where you had to leave West Ham, say at the peak of your career, gun to your head, is there a club that you would have thought that's the one I'll go Manchester to? Manchester United. Straight to it. Really? Not even a question. What Fergie era? I, I, I Manchester United was my second team always. If you have a second team, I just loved they, the way they was. Um, because when I grew up, Man United was the club. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and lucky enough for me, m most of the, my best experiences in football were against Manchester United. Let's talk about that, because I think we uh, we touched on it at the start. The final ever game at the Bolin, we beat your mob, actually, Stevie. 3-2. I can't even put into words how special that was to watch that as a fan. What was that like? What? What? Can you imagine? What? Can you imagine captaining the team you support in that game? And I didn't know this, right? I, when I was on Wikipedia yesterday, you were man of the match in it. I know you got man of the match yeah. in the last ever game at the Berlin. And what was it? I think West Ham fans out there would, would tell me if I'm slightly wrong, but West Ham were two one down, probably with about twenty minutes. To twenty go. was it? Twenty minutes, yeah. And then uh, who scored the equaliser? Winston, uh, Mikel Antonio. And then Winston Reid scored the uh, scored the winner. 
I think it's Peter Drury. I don't know if you've heard it. You probably well, you definitely have, but he, he said this amazing bit of commentary that gives me shivers now when I listen to it. And it's like, he's talking, he's like, last ever game at the bowling, West Ham go three, two up. Winston Reid, he rose so high, nearly touched the sky. And I love every time I watch that, it gives me shivers. Well, looking back on that game now, what, like, what do you feel? What were you feeling? I, do you know what? I don't even know what that question is, but I just want to hear you talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh... I always go. I always, <clears throat> I always put in perspective as in, if you support any club, any club, like whatever, you're, we, we all love football, right? And we support our clubs, and it's like fucking religion, isn't it? Can you imagine playing for the club you support, right? It's, it's what dreams are made of. Yeah. Then to actually capture your club in out of the last ever game in that stadium against probably the biggest club in the world um, in an atmosphere like that was just it's history mate it really is it's, and uh, if I could go back to any one game it would be that one would it is that your greatest game you've ever played in? It, it was just I don't know how to explain that, that, that it was like crackling because the game was delayed and driving on, on the coach um, and seeing it took us like two hours from Canary Wharf to get to the stadium yeah yeah mad um, it was just it was just yeah it was incredible and when I when I when I led the team out out of the tunnel and it was like it was like fog but because of like smoke if you know what I mean with under the lights and everyone had different colour t-shirts on and noise that that there's a there's a great shot where there's the crowd are singing bubbles Bef- as the music goes off and I'm bending over kissing the ball um, the the ball we played with mm. it's one of my f- favourite photos and it was just phenomenal is, is that something you would do all the time no. you just did it for that one game I was just praying I just I, it's mad what comes to your head like during games or before games or whatever but I was just thought just give me some luck <laughs> yeah know, like, and in a way, I think it was written in the stars to to go two one down and then to score the two goals we did, and um, it's actually that 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 the front cover of my book is from that game. Yeah, mate, so so. And that ain't even I obviously I didn't score, but I celebrated like I did when yeah. Winston scored. It was just phenomenal. Well, man of the match. That's what I mean. Like longest serving player, man of the match, last game at the bowling, beat Man United, and Man United like. They're still fucking Man United, whether they've like fallen off. They're no, still... but they they wasn't falling off then. They were still a top team in there. I mean Rooney and but um, after the game as well with with the families and it was like I don't think I left that that stadium till like two three in the morning. Did you because I, really? No, I was there. I was there for hours and hours because I didn't want it to end. Yeah. Do you know? Like I thought, once I leave here, I'm not coming back. It's sad to think that, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. And then in the um, sort of cer- celebrations after, there was a, was it like a hologram of Bobby Moore or something? Yeah. So special. So special. I think apart from Bobby Moore, and some people would argue, you're probably West Ham's most iconic player of all time. I wouldn't, I, I don't think I'd say that because I'm, it's, it's not for you to say, no, is it? But, but I reckon I speak on a lot of, but on behalf of a lot of West, but I, I, I would always like flip-flop between Bobby Moore and you but I don't remember Bobby Moore so yeah that's but if hmm. you asked an older generation Bobby Moore won won the World Cup for, yeah. his, for his country so I don't compare to that but if, you, if you're talking about West Ham and just being there and you know it's it, for me it's just 
it's different class. Who's the best? Don't need an order, but five players that you've played with throughout your whole time at West Ham who really stand out to you. I've got a prediction of what five I think you might say. Teddy. Okay. Tevez. Dimitri Payet. Deck. It's a tough one, this. Yeah, it's so tough. Like... I didn't have Teddy down on my list. Uh, it's really tough, this. I'm going to say, just f- just for pure skill, and there's others that I loved playing with, I really did love playing with and, and learned so much from, like even like Kev Nolan and Scotty Parker and Lucas Neal and many other names, but I'm going to say Yossi Benayoun. Yeah, what a shout that like is. Magic. The fake shot and the twist and the t- <laughs> honestly, mate, he would have you nuts in training. But and he was there was nothing of him. Like if you see him in a dressing room, like with his pants on, you'd think, how does he play football? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you just, he was so slim and. Sl- but when you've got the ball at his feet, he was special, mate. I bet. Uh, but he, I said, I said to someone earlier, um, so good. When when Carlos signed with with Mascarano, and I I come back off loan and I I was started training with him. Um, and, and Mascarano fa- found it harder to adapt than Carlos, yeah. obviously, and uh, and I was playing week in week out. Jack, you had to see this guy in training, like Javier. He he was unbelievable. So, but he never really got hit, never no, really exactly. got going for West Ham, no, did he? Yeah, but remember that game against Palermo? That, I think yeah, it was. No, but even like when you think of it, we I went back and um, we. We started not not because I went back because it was mm. a little time after that, but we started winning and we kept winning and winning and it, 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 the gaffer didn't even need to change the team and we stayed up obviously. But seeing Javier in training, I used to go out every day and think, "How the fuck I'm playing in front of this geezer? I don't know." Yeah, because he was unbelievable, mate. He was unreal. It's strange, isn't it? How some are like well good trainers and then they don't necessarily yeah. turn it on. I think it was just because, like, don't get me wrong. If, it, if we had, if we had Javier for three four years. Like, it would have been a matter of time before he played every week. Right. Like he did at Liverpool and Barca. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But to actually see him firsthand in training, and you never really know how good someone is until you train with them. Because week in, week out, and you see what skill they've got and how mm. good they are. He was fucking unreal, mate. And weren't Tevez a little bit the opposite? Like, in training, sometimes he'd just be like, I'm done now. Yeah. Yeah. Carlos was like... Uh, uh, how do I explain this? like on another level yeah but sort of all or nothing right but in in a match he was a fucking animal yeah. you know yeah. like <laughs> you just he was an animal but sometimes in training he would just take it easy yeah but you never had to question whether Carlos was going to turn up or not I think I heard Rio talking about this on the Fozcast and he said that sometimes in training he'd just be like I'm done now yeah. and then he'd just go and then yeah. on Sunday or Saturday and Sunday he'd turn it on and score that trick and like he's just he was like what a player there's another player we need to talk about yeah, isn't we, there? we should definitely talk about just how good was Dimitri Payet we we didn't get we got to see a lot of him oh, in the prem. He wasn't there as long as West Ham fans have like this love hate relationship with him because he he just I've never ever seen anything like it at West Ham. But then he just just went. And yeah, and the th- the thing is the thing is Jack with with Dimmy is he he come and not no one really knew Dimmy. They knew I, I knew of him, but he wasn't like I knew him from FIFA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he come and. 
I remember seeing him in training thinking, fucking hell, like, he's good, like, he's good. But you never know how he's going to react in a Prem. And then there was a game in Europe that he played which he didn't play quite well or whatever. Mm. And then uh, Arsenal away was our first game in the Prem that year. And we beat him 2-0. That's when Reese Oxford had a worldie, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I just thought, what a player. Like, I loved playing with him. We 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 got on so well. Um he was brilliant. He was fantastic around the training ground with the lads. I mean, he was a fucking, we loved him. Like, do you know what I mean? I, did, actually, I actually said to him, Dimmy, look, please, you just go and crack on. I'll I'll do you running. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah don't worry about all that shit. Wow. Me, me and Chaku would do that. That's really interesting to hear what the what, what your boy's opinion of him was because yeah. obviously a lot of fans are a bit tainted with the way no, it ended no, and no, stuff no. like that. Look, listen, like, you got you got to understand, obviously, like, I, I think he's made it clear now that for family reasons, he wanted to go back to Marseille, mm-hmm. which um, the only thing I, I was I was gutted about is that because we had such a good relationship that he didn't come and say to me, Mark, look, I've got to go home. Do you know what I mean? He just sort of... Um, and I'd, I'll, I would never blame anyone for that because family is more important than anything. Um, uh, it was just so... I was just so gutted to see him yeah. go. Was it just out of the blue for you then? Yeah, just just random. He just sort of, he needed to get out, you know, like, and it's it's hard when you're that good to get out of a club because how do you let someone go that good? Yeah. So there's obviously, but he was, um, for the for the short time that we had him, 18 months or whatever, it was just fucking, I just loved it. That goal against Palace. Yeah, but not only that, mate, just what he used to do with a ball and uh, he, he was just phenomenal yeah we asked you your five best players you've played with how about against we have we, we, we've got another episode coming up in December who we haven't announced yet from, from West Ham we asked him a similar question I'd be interested to see if you're against, up. yeah, played against, yeah. Any five players? I feel like there's always one player that springs to mind that I feel like most Premier players yeah. say now. Yeah, Gerard, Skulls, Lampard, Fabregas, two guy, two guy, the Blackburn. The player I was thinking about was De Bruyne. Yeah, De Bruyne. <sighs> oh, look, listen. I could say David Silva. I could say Yaya Toure. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a big pool <laughs> to choose from, it's, isn't it's it? Not, it's, it's hard to ask me that question because well, I'm just going the ones when I first sort of broke through <laughs> when I wasn't established. And mm. you look at them like two guy gave me an absolute lesson when I first come on the scene. I, I I watched him in the warm up. He had his laces undone, his hair slicked back, just jogging about, and I thought I'm going to run all over this geezer today. Taught me a lesson, mate. Did he? Yeah, taught me a lesson. Was he a striker? No. Midfielder? Centre mid, yeah. Was he? This is is something we found interesting. On the way up, we were talking about what, normally when you ask this question to a footballer, if they're a defender, most of the time they'll say strikers. We were wondering what someone in the middle would say. Yeah, just other people in the middle. And you've just chosen other players. Yeah, mate, I could say like Cristiano Ronaldo, Ryan Giggs, Aiden Hazard, Aguero, you know, like I could say all these players, but I, I didn't actually personally... I did because I was on the same pitch, but mm. like playing against these centre midfield players is just like the ones you're properly going shoulder to shoulder with. Yeah, two guys such a such a rogue shout that. But that, that's because that's that that 
that the, the arse feeling he give me is, is <laughs> when you're young and arrogant and think you're the best yeah he just taught me a lesson he was a top footballer top. And, and who's number one on your list then toughest opponent Mark Noble's ever played against Gerard oh, Gerard what a man Mark again like I just said we got a guest on who we can't reveal yet and we asked him a lot of questions about you yeah. and one thing I want to know is this viral photo that went round during the Euro uh, the uh, Europa League run last year of you in your towel sweeping the dressing room I think it was at Leon. Leon, yeah, yeah that so, was that was someone called Rob Pritchard who's been at the club I know Rob since, you know yeah, Pritch yeah. yeah we've been together for a long time yeah, I've actually we, we used to travel he used to ask me for lifts I didn't ever fucking get in his car but he used to ask me for lifts because he lived close to me right and um, we spent a lot of time together yeah so and he sn- sneakily took the picture oh right you didn't know it was being taken no. so a little bit of context it was, I think it was 1-1 in the quarters of yeah. the Europa League West Ham go over to Leon, beat them 3-0 in their backyard or back garden as I call it and um the Leon fans were fuming, weren't they? They were trying to smash up the pitch and yep. knock the hoardings over. And uh, you've been pictured sweeping the away dressing room in your towel afterwards. I guess it's an obvious question, but I want to hear it from the man himself. Why? Uh, a respect thing. A bit of class. For me, it don't matter whether you win, lose or draw. Like We beat Leon, one of the biggest clubs in Europe, away from home 3-0 in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Um but I also done it when we lost in the ninety fourth minute to Manchester United away when I was fucking heartbroken like that the seat that last season. Did you? Um and it's a case of I don't know, I just think if 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 a, if a if when you go to clubs like I have in the last fifteen well, eighteen years and you see the same people, it's like people at our club, they've worked there for twenty years, right? Mm. Or longer, some of them. Um and I just thought, like, I want people to think about West Ham. Right? We might not have won or we might not have played well, but when they walk in our dressing room after, it's, it's like how we left, how we arrived. Do you know what I mean? And I just think it's just, just a sign of respect that um, we, we don't have anyone clean up after us. That's quality, that. Mm. That's quality. What, does it, what does it mean to you to be a captain? What, what does that mean? Uh, for me, it was just saying what I believe in, saying uh, at times what I think, times putting your arm around the shoulder and just being a mate, you know, like, and and for me, it was always about leading by example. So there's how many tough times we've gone through at West Ham, but you could always, you'd always know that I'd be on a training pitch on a Monday morning ready to train. Do you know what I mean? Working just as hard at the end of your career as you did at the start. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's a hard question, and I'm not going to mention the person. I'm not going to throw him under the bus. But I, I spoke to a former West Ham, West Ham player before. He was only there for a brief period. It was during quite a dark period at West Ham as well. We weren't doing too well. And he said that he felt like only a handful of players really wanted to be there. Obviously, he named you in that as yeah. well. And people like Oggy and the, the obvious names that come up. As a captain, and, and, and not more than that, as a fan, a lifelong fan, how, how do you deal with players... That just you, you that don't share the same passion as you because you there must be happen at every club. Soon. Of course it does. Yeah, yeah, of course it does, and that's that's all part of recruitment and um. But with me, it was more of a case of if 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 a player at some point, Jack, in times and it's it's happened to, at West Ham, like you think 
you think this player is not is not going to work, right? He ain't, he don't want to be here. Can you tell that pretty early? Can you? Yeah, most of the time you can, but then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we've got three injuries and this guy's got to play, right? And all of a sudden, it has shocked me in times before where he plays and does all right, and then like because everyone's got different personalities, and then you think, actually, I wrote this I wrote this guy off too quickly, you know, like right. so. For me, it was always never judge a book by its cover and, and show everyone the same amount of respect and uh, and, and let them know that I, I always thought if I, if I treat them well and, and, and be honest with them, then when if ever they play or get a chance to play, they're going to do the same with me on the pitch. You know what I mean? And that's why I tried to live by that, um, which a lot of the time paid off, you know, because I, all a player wants really is honesty. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. with a manager or with a captain, they just want honesty, and um, and 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 that's what I tried to do. So if if ever they did play, come on, and um, then I'd I'd hope to think they looked at me and thought, do you know what? Like I'm gonna have a go for him today. Mm. That sort of thing. If you felt like they weren't pulling their weight, I'd they, say something. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wouldn't be a great captain if he's red. You you carry on being bad. <laughs> would you ever have to go to the gaffer and go? We need to get rid of him. Uh, mm, I wouldn't. I'll, no, because it'd be obvious at that time. I oh, would it? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be obvious. Uh, um, because I'd probably have said what I thought earlier than that. And um, but yeah, I'd never really go to the gaffer behind behind their bat. I'd probably just say it to them. Just say if you don't want to be here, just go and tell the manager. You've had to do that a few times, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask you off camera who, who got that treatment we've spoken quite a lot about the good times at West Ham but I am intrigued to know what's the most painful memory you've ever had playing for the Hammers losing that semi-final oh yeah but really yeah even yeah. though I didn't, I didn't I didn't come on in, in a, a way but <laughs> broke my heart man yeah, you, what we were talking about the last game at the Bowling, and it felt like it was written in the stars. I felt like it was written in the stars that Europa League run for your send off. Me as well, yeah. I started to believe that when when we when we got you know like you miss out Barcelona. Yeah, it was like catch twenty two <laughs> for me. Cause I'm like, I want to play at the new Camp, obviously. Yeah, against Barca in my last ever season. Yeah, and then when they lost to Frankfurt, we're like, actually, we might have a better chance. You don't know, but we knew Frankfurt was a good side. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was heartbreaking, honestly. And uh, obviously, we were sending off for Chris, and then they scored, and um, I was gutted, like honestly gutted. But uh, it was still an incredible, incredible run, incredible mm. achievement. But that was for me was was the saddest moment. I mean, when we got relegated under Avram, I, I had hernia surgery, so I didn't play the last four games. So it was like. I wasn't. I was a part of it. Of course, I was. Mm. But I wasn't there. And yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't like. But and I felt like at that time the club needed a sort of re, a, a restart and a refresh. So when I look back now, it wasn't probably the worst thing that happened to the club. Um, but losing that was just so sad. I, I've managed to just about get over it now and look back and Do you know what? Jay, it was so fun. I say so funny. I was. I mean, I was fucking. I had tears coming down my face in the dressing room. And I was looking at Ben Johnson and he was broke. Mm. And then you got a, you take that, and I was gutted inside, of course. But um, obviously, Crest got sent off, and I see him, and he was he was absolutely distraught. Mm. Um, and I said to Dave Martin, 
was Dave Martin, obviously a big West Ham fan. Mm. We were standing there together and we were both fucking so gutted. And I said, right, so what? at what point do we fucking hammer Chris here? Because, yeah. Yeah. Like, not as in, but as in like, let's lighten the mood a little bit. We're, we're out, you know, like there's right. no point dwelling on it. Yeah. So I went and sat next to him. Does that lighten the mood for him? <laughs> well, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> and he had to like the towel over his head, and and I, he was sitting there, and he, you could tell he was like. Oh. And I looked at him. I went, "You're right, mate." And he went, oh, "Nobs." I went, "At what point do I fucking hammer you, geese?" <laughs> and he went, "Oh, not not this early." <laughs> and I went, "No, shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> because he done it to me in the book. Have you, you haven't read it, have you? We've we've run out of it. No, nah, go on. So we was fucking. T- we lost in the last minute against it, one game, and I'd 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 had an, like enough. Hmm. And so I thought, right. So I, a lot of the time as captain, I'd done it on purpose to mm-hmm. get a reaction. So I walked in the dressing room, and we'd just lost, and um, I started fucking hammering. St- like I started like chatting and nodding or whatever and, and I thought and I already knew I'd pick on Marco right because I know he's going to fucking start back there's no <laughs> point shouting at someone that don't fucking shout back yeah you just needed to sort of get that off your yeah, yeah and also vent. create a re- so, so all the boys oh, right. I mean? like to create a sort of reaction we sh- like we should fucking care about this yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, who was this against Mark it's Wolves at home do right. you remember we lost in under Pellegrini I can't remember. 1-0 one, one in the last minute. Yeah, I do remember it, yeah. yeah. Was that was that a Dharma or something? He come on as a... Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I started fucking having a go or whatever and, I, and then I, I dug Marco out and I knew because he's a fucking madman, right? <laughs> I love him to be. <laughs> he does seem like a madman. Yeah, I love him yeah, to be. Yeah. So, you have to know Marco because like he has this personality and persona of Marco and Outovich and all that but mm. he's fucking unreal, mate, honestly. <laughs> So I started digging him out and he fucking got up, mate. I swear to you, he's like fucking like a big bear. And I thought if he if he comes at me, I'm, he's going to fucking fold me up like a pretzel. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so we've ended up having a fucking proper go at each other. It's just the reaction I wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? So everyone fucking... Anyway, so it's all, everyone's jumped in, jumped in the way of us and all that. And I'm fucking, I'm like boiling. Marco's fucked off through everything, fucked off in the, in the treatment room, whatever. <laughs> And I was sat in there raging. I've looked up and I've seen Chris with a smile on his face. And I went, fuck you looking at? He went, mate, you shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, it just broke the eye. So yeah. I, was, I, I wanted to fucking go mad at him, but he was just laughing after. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to get him back for that. <laughs> How tense does the dressing room get? Like, Does it ever boil over to scraps and that or not? Yeah, loads of times. Does it? Yeah, yeah lo- loads, but... It, it is it's it's like we, we, you get to that level for a reason Jack you know because mm. like <clears throat> and and winning is massive and there was times where we didn't play so well so I thought fuck it I'm just gonna normally have a go at someone that's probably played well and I know he's gonna have a go back at me mm-hmm. um, and uh, you just sometimes you just do it for a reaction you know what I mean so, yeah you you speak really openly about the like the sort of negative times and, and the positives. And in your book, I have read the bit about um, the sort of dark days. Uh, that 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 sort of infamous match against Burnley now, with the fan protests going up to the board and 
fans ran on the pitch. I don't know if you remember it as, as, as well as we, us West Ham fans, Stevie, but a, a player ran on, planted a corner flag in the middle of the pitch and you sort of grappled with one as well, didn't you? Mm. What, what, was going, what was going through your mind during that day? Because that, that was quite tense scenes, that, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was under a bit of... And I, I think it was, it was, it was a, a point of just people boiling over because of the stadium move and they weren't happy and we wasn't playing well, of course. And... Um, and I, I, I've always had the view as like, I've my my family have bought West Ham kits for me since I was born, right? And mm. I supported the club and had West Ham lunch boxes and backpacks <laughs> for school. And all did that you have a big shit. pillow? I had a really big West Ham yeah, pillow. Yeah, <laughs> but not uh, yeah. I had I, I had West Ham fucking sheets at one point. Yeah, like, when I was younger. But then, so I had as much right as anyone to have an opinion and and. Which and and I, obviously you got to remember everywhere I go, I talk about West Ham, mm. like whether it's in the garage or it's in the in the, in the shop or wherever. It's your life, isn't it? It's literally your life. Like there ain't a day in the last since I've been eleven I ain't spoke about West Ham, right? So I've never even really considered that. Like yeah. I, it's mad. That is mad. So and you got obviously all my mates that support West Ham and we haven't had a good game or we've won or whatever. Whenever I speak to them, we're talking about football within. 30 seconds there's nothing else to fucking talk about you, know what I mean? like, you talk about West Ham or players or whatever that's why so, you did 10 minutes on Sharp <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> prefer talking about that <laughs> fucking you change the subject quickly but yeah and then I didn't think I, I still don't think it's right that that you run on a pitch and also in this day and age like the, the players on the pitch are my mates yeah like some of them are really close mates and you don't know whether some some madman's got sank on him or whatever, you know what I mean. Mm. So it's just my fucking instinct to fight. You know what I mean. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> it is green straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it helped that I had studs on and he had trainers. And he <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it was just a win-win for me. Um, so yeah, and I say in the book that that um, I was obviously a West Ham fan as well, and I wanted us to do so well, and that's fucking angry as. So um, I think it was just just everyone just boiling over, and then uh, yeah, I say as well that that I was so pleased that David Moyes uh, stuck with his word, and we went away. Mm. Um, and he said, "Look, listen, I don't give a shit." And I thought, I thought, thanks, fuck, someone else has got a set of bollocks here. Because well, well, that mean? was that was the next day you were next due to day, yeah. You were, were you at Miami? Miami, yeah. yeah. And what he still because when that all happened, did you think? Can you imagine in a dressing room after? Like it's just, it was absolute fucking. And I, I was actually I was so sad. I wasn't angry. I was just so sad that the club that I love like resulted to that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I just felt embarrassed for the club. Um, I didn't ever want to see us like that. So uh, yeah, and the gaffers just said, "I don't give a shit what's happened today. We're gonna we're gonna go away as a team." Uh, come back better and stronger and I, f- and I just looked at him and I thought thank fuck you've got a set of bollocks because a lesser man would have gone oh we can't go away now I'm going to get hammered because if the press picked that up yeah, well, they're they... going to pick it up of course yeah. the press pick everything up and we, we was photographed on the fucking beach in Miami you know what I mean but yeah. we come back and survived uh, and, and actually fucking played really well as a team mm. so. was that, that was David was it? Moyes Moyes yeah 
Mad. I didn't know that. I didn't know until I read the book that it was Moyes. It seems like so long ago I now. Know, yeah. That's how far he's taken the club, though, yeah, isn't it's it? Fucking mad. It's, and it's, that was his first term, wasn't it? We had Pellegrini in between, and then David come back. Yeah. Another another slight negative, or depending on how you want to take it, Mark, is you are often at the top of the list whenever people write the best ever English players that never never played for England. We've spoken about it before on, on another bit that we did, but when we've tweeted that you were coming on, a lot of people wanted to hear your opinion on this. I know you've spoken about it before. Yeah. When I was a kid growing up, I, I dreamed of playing for West Ham, right? And then I got, I got lucky enough to captain the club in some historical moments. Did I ever think that I was going to get called up for England at times? Yes, because I'd played so well and I thought I deserved it. Um, it didn't happen. And then when I look back now on my career and I think of the amount of obviously Premier League games I played and uh, the see off I got at the club um, everything that went with that them naming the Young Hammer of the year after me and uh, the, the, I got the Mark Noble Arena now in the academy which is phenomenal um, and there's so many players that have had England caps that have not had a nowhere near close enough career to, that I've had mm. um, would I change that for one or two England caps I don't think I would have nah Some don't. don't get me wrong I'm not like like honestly I, I it, for them players that got called up at that point must have been fucking unbelievable for their families and everything mm. uh, and it would have been for me but would I change my career that I've had and uh, the legacy of as I said, for me, I don't care, but for, for my kids and their kids and West Ham in whole, like West Ham's going to go on for much longer than any, we're ever here. Mm. Um, and to have my name written in, in, in that would is so special. To be fair, if you flip the question to a player who maybe only had a handful of caps for England, they'd probably swap their career for a career more like yours. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I, I always, I always, uh, look, everyone's got their own path and all that shit, but I, I think that um, the way I always say to the players that I speak to now and um, especially the senior boys that I, I was lucky enough to write my own script as in to go out when I wanted to go out uh, what time I wanted to go out no one finished my career I finished it myself um, and I don't think I how after playing all them games and giving everything I don't think don't know how I'd have reacted if someone went to me, do you know what, Mark? You're done. There's no contract here for you. You've got to go somewhere else. Would have broke me up. It's not the perfect West Ham career, wasn't it? It was. It would have been great to get that Europa League at the end. But yeah, Chris fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, two quick uh, quick games. Again, we've played this with our with a, with our guest in December. You, you've seen Soccer AM before. You've seen teammates. We're going to give you a list of categories. And we want to give you a... You have to give us a name of someone that springs to mind. You up for that? Yeah, go on. Right, Stevie, kick us off. Who is the best on the dance floor? Best on the dance floor would be... Deck fancies himself, doesn't he's, he? He's good, mate. Is he good? No, Jack, he is. I don't, like, he's a proper good dancer. You would never see it, would you, as well? Where's he learnt that, then? Fuck knows. Um, <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> no, he's really good. What kind of moves is he doing, now? The proper ones. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> What's well, a... I, I don't know what they're called in that, but... Bop, bopping and weaving? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> is this, like, current moves, or is this, like, no, 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 Saturday Night he's Fever? Got, he's got all sorts. He's Fucking all sorts. hell. I know, yeah, he's good. 
I'm going to say I'm going to say deck. I might be right, but I, ain't, I can't remember. I, I was probably too pissed to see people dance. <laughs> <laughs> What's your drink of choice? Whiskey on the rocks. God, you're so cultured, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> Best dressed. <laughs> Apart from me, not today because I'm chilled. But I'm going to say uh, when he actually tries Angelo Ogbonna. Yeah, he's a handsome man. Worst trim, worst haircut. You got deck, a lot deck when he come into the team. <laughs> He's had what the kids call a glow up, hasn't he? Deck. Yeah, mm. he, when he had when he had that barnet when he come in the team, it was. Was that like, like the fucking... rectangle, like the really yeah, short, yeah, like done with a ruler, like across across there, like yeah. le- Lego hair, Lego hair. Yeah, yeah, it was. What about what about Andy Carroll's hair? You rate that? Yeah, but we would all love to have hair. Yeah, like we would actually. Yeah, yeah, we like, would. Stevie paid a lot of money I'm to have his hair back. Now. Yeah, yeah, and I've just hidden it today. That's a transplant, that is. Is it? It's yeah. decent, isn't it? Normally yeah. I quiff it, but I've just been lazy today and left it's it down. so good. How I w- much you pay for that? Nothing. <laughs> you got a brand <laughs> just deal. Just had to put it on Instagram. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was meant to be five grand, I I've think. I've sorted you out, haven't I, really? Yeah. Where'd you get that done? In uh, in Essex, but they have one in London as well. Really? British Hair Clinic. Would they just stick it on? <laughs> it's actually just a wig. <laughs> no, they give you like a proper like, Wait, natural have you seen hairline. Them, have you seen them? Yeah. What, what, yeah. The, oh, the, the hair system? It's like a two-year wig. Yeah, they glue it to your head for two years. You can't get it off for two years. Oh. Yeah, it's called a, a system. I think a hair system. I might have to be after one before long. I'll just sort you out, my guys. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, Mark. Who's uh, who's the who's the funniest player you ever snods? Been? Snods. Yeah, most intelligent. Again, you can't say yourself. Yeah, he has got Harvard. Mr. Harvard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, most intelligent. Um, I got a funny story about. I, I did um, some presenting at West Ham with Carlton Cole, and he he said, he said "I don't think you'll mind me say, saying this." I might. Have it was live, it. wasn't it? No, no, this was this was off. But he said, uh, "He said, oh, I'm I'm doing a business course," and I was like, "Oh yeah, what, what are you doing?" And he was like, "To be a CEO," and I went, "A CEO of what?" He went, "Just CEO and that." <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you now, it won't be cold. <laughs> I think he was doing it because David James was doing it. Uh, what, what was that question? Best, uh, smartest? Yeah, yeah, smartest ever. I'm going to say someone like Zabaleta. Yeah. Yeah, I had good conversations with Zabaleta. He was, he was, he was clued up. Chris is really good with numbers. Is he? Yeah, he's really good with numbers. See, fans never get to hear this, do they? They yeah. just, they just see a little snippet yeah. on the phones, and then they get a, they get a preconceived idea of what that player is going to be like forever. Yeah. I met Zabba in um, Qatar, and he was such a gent, mate. Legend. So lovely. Great guy. So lovely. Uh, hardest working. Can't see yourself. As in, like on the pitch, or just all, all round hard working. Yeah. Whatever. You, yeah. However you sum up, sum, sum it up. I'm going to say someone like Pablo Fornells. Like he's always trying to do extras and trying to get better. Do you know what I mean? And works incredibly hard on the pitch. So I've got a real big soft spot for Pabs. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Worst dressed. So I'm going to have to say Thomas Suchik. <laughs> Why? What does he wear? What club is he knocking about? Uh, and do you know the, the most beautiful thing? He don't give a shit. Mate. Does he not? No, it ain't like he's trying to dress. He just don't give a shit. It's like... Straight jeans, like straight, straight humor hoodie with Adidas bottoms and like oh, he a, mixes it up, does uh, he? Big time, yeah. <laughs> oh no, Thomas. Yeah. Which manager has given you the best bit of single advice? So not best manager, but what a bit of advice that stayed with you the longest, and what was that advice? I'm going to say Gianfranco Zola when he told me to start doing yoga. Oh really? Yeah. You big into yoga? Uh, not. 
not quite anymore because I'm fucking retired now, but <laughs> I've done it every day. Oh, sorry, every day. I've done it like twice a week for like six, seven years. Did and you? it helps massively. Helps with what? Men- mental health? No, or just like... like Flexibility? Fle- yeah, but your body. Like our bodies are fucked, didn't they? So like... Mine is. It helps. It really does help. And and Jan Franco, when he took his fucking top off, he was cut to bits and it was like... Really? If he's doing it. Yeah. They talk about yoga a lot on Crouchy's podcast. Yeah. We're going to have to get into it. No, I can't see it. We can't oh. see us getting into it? No. Would it not work for me? Just can't see you two in yoga. <laughs> we could downward dog together. I don't know any of the other positions. Don't say that. That's the only... <laughs> don't say that. That's the only one anyone knows, isn't it? All right, last little bit, Mark, and then we'll let you go. We're going to hit you with some, some names, and we want you to give us one word or one sentence that sums them up or what they mean to you. Dimitri Payet. Genius. Carlos Tevez. Genius. <laughs> He's just going to say genius for everyone. He won't for the no, next no, one. No, <laughs> Carlton Cole. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> uh, lyrical genius. Oh, yeah, have you not heard him on BT? What, what the things he comes out with? Oh yeah, yeah. But you're being uh, you're being sarcastic. Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what Colton Cole's a one-off. Yeah, I love him. Declan Rice, freak. <laughs> Cresswell, Lego Ed, <laughs> Decanio, Legend, Joe Cole, posters. Mm, Joe Cole <laughs> strange one but I'm gonna say hero ah okay yeah. James Collins I know what word you're gonna say obviously the obvious one you can't say that around me <laughs> <laughs> you can you're not really though are you am I not don't tell him he's strawberry blonde no, you're like a plastic one <laughs> ginger's a real one I think uh, uh, yeah warrior Kev Nolan skipper Ben Johnson. What a question. Ben, how do I explain Ben Johnson? I love that kid. Just lovely. <laughs> and finally, Andy Carroll. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> uh, Andy Carroll. Monster. <laughs> Monster, there we go. We're just about wrapped up there, I think, aren't we? Mark, you've been more than generous with your time, mate. Um, bowling boy out now in all over the place head to sort of your socials on Twitter to find out where people yeah, can get that yeah, and yeah. stuff like that and just a personal thing from me and on behalf of every West Ham fan out there just thanks for everything you've done for the club mate absolutely oh, dedicated your life to it you've given me and my dad so many memories and like I remember I think I told you before but I remember when I was 12 I was watching a game just at home with my dad I think we beat Preston in the FA Cup and you turned your top round I think and was yeah. pointing to your name and ever since that moment it was almost sort of like written that you would go on to do what you do they they throw the word legend around too much these days but you are a proper legend thank and you that, appreciate that that last game at at the London Stadium when you did that speech um, chokes me up now even when I watch it so this as a personal one as well guys I know this has been really West Ham heavy and not all of you out there even football fans but this is a real moment for me getting Mark Noble on my podcast so Mark as I say thank you so much mate legend mate legend this has been Jack Mate's Happy Hour podcast with Stevie White me Jack Mate and Mr West Ham bowling boy out now Go cheers guys cheers mate Jackmate's Happy Hour. Jackmate's Happy Hour is a stack production.